from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Let's vibe with an ESPN list on free agents. They put out a list of the top 50 free agents this offseason. And also... Love a good list. ...chose their perfect landing spots. The top 50, I didn't... Uh, nothing earth-shattering there. Like, where they were in order, who was where. Sure, you know, I think Brian Burns should be three spots higher. I, I think T. Higgins should be low. Like, okay, we can get into that. But uh, the order of the list didn't intrigue me as much as what we can learn about the perfect landing spots. Right? Where, the perfect landing spots. Because to me, perfect, when they when they say the word perfect, Right? We're looking at like utopias. We're looking at, at, at genuine articles. We're looking at everybody's happy. Win, win, wins. Panthers were given three free agents as far as a perfect landing spot. Three of them. That's a lot. Out of 50? It's a lot. For a team that I've been told time and time and time again, nobody's going to want to come play for because the owner stinks and they lose a lot. They were tabbed with three being the perfect landing spot. One of which is their own, Brian Burns. Another is wide receiver from Tampa Bay, Mike Evans. Okay. And the third kind of came out of the blue. Offensive lineman from New England, Trent Brown. Now, well, they do need an O-line boost, that's for sure. I thought we can learn something interesting from all three of those. Which one should we start with, Dennis? A little grab bag. A little choose-your-own-adventure. Let's start Trent Brown. Trent Brown. Here's why I thought that was interesting. Because perfect means it's good for the team, it's good for the player, right? It's perfect. If you bring in Trent Brown, he's playing left tackle, right? He's 6'8", 300 million pounds, and, and he's, he's, he's the left tackle. Like, there are certain guys on a football team, you look at him, you go, oh, yeah, you're a left tackle. Uh, or you're a right tackle, but let's be real, the Panthers have Taylor Moten, and he's not going anywhere. He's pretty good this past year, one of the few. So if Trent Brown's playing left tackle, and that's perfect, that means it is perfect for the Panthers to move Ikea Kwanu to guard. Is it perfect to move Ikea Kwanu to guard? By the way, you drafted him top 10 not that long ago. You're not drafting guards in the top 10 unless they are all gosh darn world, not even like all conference, not all pro. They're all galaxy if you're drafting them in the top 10. Trent Brown going to the Panthers would be a pretty big admittance by this staff, which is new, that the old staff swung and missed pretty hard. It would be Dan Morgan saying that staff that I was a part of as an assistant swung and missed in a big way, and the staff that I'm a part of as the, the head GM has to fix it by moving him into guard. The other part is I don't hate the move. I, I think Icky can be a really, really good guard. Some say that he could actually be a dominant interior offensive line. Run blocking for sure. Pass blocking is what pass blocking is, but you're less exposed on the interior of the offensive line. Uh, and then Trent Brown just has to – I mean, Trent Brown's had some really good seasons in this league. He just has to get back to kind of playing near his peak, and, and that left side could be really, really good. Bringing in a left tackle is the only way the Panthers can – increase two of their positions with one move. 
right? Because you bring in Trent Brown at left tackle, you move Icky to left guard, you now have a better guard and a better tackle, and you only made one move. And and one of the themes you're going to hear today, because today is the opening of franchise tags, tag season in the NFL, one of the things you're going to hear from me often is the Panthers can't trade one solution for one solution. They have to always look for ways to solve two problems with one thing, right? If you trade Brian Burns, you have to solve two problems because you're going to be creating a problem when you move Brian Burns. If you sign Trent Brown and you can solve two problems with one solution, that's what the Panthers need to do because their list of things that need to be fixed is not short, right? The the Chiefs, they can go hunting for the one thing they need to fix. Hey, they want to have a big play wide receiver that they trust. Guess what they have to do? Go use their first-round pick on a big play wide receiver <laughs> that they trust. They're one asset for one solution. The Panthers, hey, you got the 33rd overall pick. You need a big play wide receiver that you trust. You probably need a possession wide receiver that you trust. You probably need a tight end. You need a running back. You need a tackle. You need a guard. You need help on defense, so, particularly yeah. in the secondary. You, you need to replace Frankie Louvu. He's mm-hmm. a free agent. Who knows if he's coming back? You need another corner. You need, you need another corner, probably a nickel corner them. also. Probably yeah, three of them. Uh, you, you, need, you need a lot, and you need to hope for a few other things to come true, like Shaq Thompson to get healthy and play like old Shaq Thompson, like J.C. Horn to be healthy and play like he played at the peak for an entire season. You need uh, uh, Hayden Hurst to get healthy and be at least good enough to be on the roster. Like, you you need all of this to happen. So you do need to look for, like, two solutions in one, right? If you draft a wide receiver uh, at number 33, you're and they can be at number one, guess what? That moves Adam Thielen to your number two. You got better at wide receiver one. You got better at wide receiver two. That's two solutions or two problems being solved with one solution. Mm -hmm. Same is true with bringing in Trent Brown. So I don't hate the move. Which one do you want to do next, Brian Burns or Mike Evans? Mike Evans. Talking about that number one, you just mentioned receivers. Mike Evans. This is is the tough part for me, right? This is all all of a list, ESPN.com. They had the 50 top free agents and their perfect landings. Perfect landing, Mike Evans in Carolina. I want to know what he's looking for if perfect is Carolina. <laughs> right? I, I don't, I'm, I'm not saying this to be to be mean to Carolina, but what I am saying is Mike Evans is not the youngest wide receiver out there, right? Most guys, Mike Evans' age and Mike Evans' stature, right, are thinking legacy. You know what Mike Evans is thinking? Hall of Fame. You know what Mike Evans is thinking? I want to play for something real late in my career. That's what most guys his age are thinking. Why Carolina? It could be that. I mean, he's already won a Super Bowl. He's already won a Super Bowl, but I also think like he's had a thousand yards in every single one of his seasons. I think he wants to continue that. Maybe he feels like as the the you know big fish in a small pond in Carolina, he can keep that rolling for for a couple more years. I know why he would make sense for Carolina because their coach just coached him in Tampa. Dave Canales was the offensive coordinator in Tampa. I know why he makes sense for Carolina because they need a number one wide receiver. And more importantly, they need a number one wide receiver that can bail out Bryce Young occasionally. And Mike Evans is 6'5 and is uncovered even when he's covered. Right, he's open even when he's covered, which is a really nice thing for a quarterback to be like, all right, if I gotta throw it up to someone, let me throw it up to this power forward downfield. I just don't exactly see why it would make a ton of sense for Mike Evans in this direction. 
unless it is a money thing and he wants to feel appreciated and he he could go be another guy added on to Kansas City. He could go be another guy added on somewhere else. Or he could be the guy in Carolina, which might be something he's also interested in. That leaves Brian Burns. Brian Burns being a perfect fit for Carolina is interesting. Because if he's a perfect fit for Carolina, wouldn't Carolina pay him the most? You would think. I'm, I am I floated this yesterday. I'm tempted to say they should do it. Should they let Brian Burns test the market? I'm not – if Brian Burns – and the rumors are out there, he wants to be one of the highest-paid edge rushers in the game. I don't think he gets that elsewhere. Now, it could be cold-blooded and borderline mean to say, fine, go. get, get Go get top-of-the-market money. And when you don't, come back and we'll give you $26 million per year like we've been offering this whole time. Like, if that's how you're going to handle business, that is cold-blooded and ruthless and a little risky. I might transition tag him, right, whatever that tag is that you get picks back if if you don't match the offer sheet that he signs with someone else. I might do that. But I might let Brian Burns go find it, which, again, it's me. Like, imagine telling, you know, your your significant other, right? They yell at you in a fight. Do you realize how many people would want this? And you're like, go to the bar. Take off your ring. When nobody wants it, come on back. Like, that is a very cold thing to do. But maybe if everybody's like, I don't know, he's best fit in Carolina, that might mean nobody out there is willing to pay. And if nobody out there is willing to pay, you go let him figure that out. Then you come back and sign the deal you've had on on the line for him the past two off seasons. Maybe. Little nugget here. uh, The last part of this article, ESPN.com, 50 top free agents of the NFL offseason. Where's their perfect landing spot? Frankie Louvu was on this list. He was number 42. Uh, they did not perfectly fit him to Carolina. Sent him to Arizona. That's a bummer. Is that, is that fair to say? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a bummer. I really like Luvu. I'm a huge fan of Luvu. We do uh, cons and cons. What are you most confident in and concerned about when it comes to the Carolina Panthers? Uh, Frankie Luvu was our confidence a lot this year. There were games where he was the only thing you felt you could depend on. It was him and Adam Thielen. That was about it. Um I'm a big Frankie Louvu fan, but I do think this is like if I were Frankie Louvu's friend, if he texted me and said, "Hey man, free agency's coming up. What should I do?" I would send him back one piece of advice: go get your money. He's a guy that was that was a, a special teams guy, right? Special teams and depth piece at, at linebacker until recently. I think he set him up to have pretty high value. Set himself up to have pretty high value. Go get your money. Just just one time in your career, do it for you. Do it for the the financial security of your kids' kids. Like, go take care of business. And then after that, if you still have value on the open market after this next deal is, is up, then you go chase a ring or you go find the perfect fit or you play for a coach you love. But, uh, you know, go get your $5 million a year over four years and, and, you know, take your $20 million and say, all right, look at that. Kids, go to whatever college you want. Like, go go take care of that is kind of my advice to him. And if that's not Carolina, it's not Carolina. If it is Carolina, awesome. Opposite of a bummer. Whatever that is. I'll be stoked. But uh, but if it's not, it's not. If it's Arizona, they have good golf out there. You might want to pick up the sport in the offseason. 
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. In the interest of being solutions, guys, which we try to be, right? When we talk about Brian Burns being traded, we don't just want to say, should you trade him? That's too open-ended. Should you trade him? Well, the... What are you, what, what's the offer? Would I trade him for Kyle Huszczyk straight up? No. No disrespect to Kyle Huszczyk. He's a fullback. Would I trade him for Patrick Mahomes straight up? Yes. Yeah. Are the offers somewhere in between? Probably. So let's try to settle on some realistic offers or a realistic offer that we can actually have a conversation about. Right? Because should you trade Brian Burns is very much a, a, a question that is lacking information. Got to have some context. You here. need to know well, what am I getting back? Yeah. Would, would you trade your car? What's the next question? Well, what are you offering? Am I getting a motorcycle? What am I? What am I getting in? Oh, the motorcycle. It's always back. Always working over there, Dennis Cox. Always working. Could it be? I don't know. A, a, a local professional sports themed motorcycle. Pulling that out of nowhere. Uh which, which is why I appreciated an email that, that both Dennis and I got from uh, Paul here in the office who sent it to us uh, about a potential trade that's being leaked out there. Some some reporters, uh, leaked is the wrong word, uh, hypothesized about. Some reporters are, are guessing and maybe even insinuating that the Lions are interested in Brian Burns, and if they aren't, they should be. The Lions have the number 29 overall pick. They have the 29th pick, which is a first-rounder. The Panthers have no first-rounders. Would you take 29 for Brian Burns becomes the natural question, to which my response is no. Would you take the 29-plus? Okay, well, now we're talking. Here's what I mean by that. Uh, the, the, the Panthers turned down, according to Adam Schefter, um, two first-round picks and more a couple off-seasons ago for Brian Brian Burns. The Rams were reportedly offering two firsts and more. I think it was two firsts and a third. And they turned it down. Guess what offer is not coming anymore? Two first round picks and a third. But I don't see the Panthers saying, hey, we turned down two two firsts and a third. Yeah, let me accept one late first. They're going to need more than that. And I think Brian Burns is worth more than that. I think he's proven to be worth more than that. And to a team like the Lions, I think he's worth more than that. Because think about what the Lions are trying to do. The Lions are trying to pair another elite edge rusher with Aiden Hutchinson. Because Aiden Hutchinson is really good, and he attracts a lot of attention, and they need someone on the opposite side of the the formation to take advantage of not having all that attention, right? Because if they're focused in on Aiden Hutchinson, Brian Burns will get wound up on, on a backside tackle, and if he can win his one-on-one, which we know he can, that'll be a, uh, a very advantageous situation for the Lions. So if I'm the Panthers, I know that the Lions want to make this happen. I know that they would benefit from it. I need more. And the safety net here is awesome for the Panthers. In any negotiation for Brian Burns, I am playing hardball. Do you know why? 
Because if I strike out, the big bad consequence is I keep Brian Burns. Yeah. Which is not bad, right? I put the franchise tag on him, and he's with us another year. That's the that's the big problem. That's the oh no. So the safety net isn't that bad, so I'm not worried about it. So I'm playing hardball. I'd take the 29 and Jamison Williams for Brian Burns. I'd take the 29th overall pick and Jamison Williams for the exact reason we talked about earlier with the Panthers. They need to solve multiple problems at, at once. If you trade away Brian Burns for the 29th pick, let's say the 29th pick solves the problem. Let's say you get an offensive lineman. Let's say you get a wide receiver, something that you need. All right, but guess what? Now you need an edge rusher because you got rid of Brian Burns. You just Mm -hmm. traded a problem for a problem, right? You went from we need a wide receiver to we need an edge rusher. However, if you trade for 29 and Jamison Williams, you might need an edge rusher, but if you solve your offensive line with the 29th pick and you solve your wide receiver with Jamison Williams, you just solve two problems with one solution. Right, you just used one, one player to solve two problems. Even if you create a problem, the vacancy of an edge rusher, you now have, you know, your your net plus one in the solutions category, which is is what you need to be. I'm only taking back something that solves two problems because you'd be creating a new problem by trading Burns. And then on top of that, the Jamison Williams of it is exciting because what we talk about. Uh, I think it was last week, we talked about what wide receiver should you go get for Bryce Young to be his number one. I said, I don't know, ask Bryce. And the reason why I said that is because around the league, the best offenses are built around great relationships between your quarterback and your number one wide receiver. From Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown, who are like the godparents of each other's kids, or one of them is, I think, I don't think they both have kids. One of them is the godparent of the other's kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jalen Waddle, Tua Tungo-Vailoa, played together at Alabama. Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, played together at LSU. Like, we can go on and on down the list. C.J. Stroud is reportedly, like, the moment he was drafted, he went straight from, like, thank you, this is so much fun, I'm so happy to be a Houston Texan, to draft Tank Dell as soon as he can. I worked out with him, he's a stud. And then he was one of the, huge, the, the, the biggest surprises of the NFL season was Tank Dell. And C.J. Stroud was much better when Tank Dell was on the field. So you need to get Bryce Young, his guy. Guess who was his guy in college? Jamison Williams. Mm -hmm. When Bryce Young won the Heisman Trophy, his number one wide receiver was Jamison Williams. So if you can get him as part of the Brian Burns deal, I'm in. I am in. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Now, when we were talking about this, uh, like we're trying to get as specific as we can, by the way, because it's a yes or a no, right? Would you trade Brian Burns? I don't know. I need more information. Would you trade Brian Burns for the number 29 pick? No. Would you trade him for the number 29 and Jamison Williams? I would. Dennis's response off air was, 
you might have to kick in a fourth. Yeah, right. there might be some other like lower mid-round picks that kind of balance things out. I fully expect Detroit to ask, and I fully expect to say no. Mm-hmm. I Because guess what? Panthers need to hit on that fourth-round pick. The, yeah, the, the Panthers need that maybe not to be like an all-out number one wide receiver flashy solution, but they might need to get a swing interior offensive lineman there that hits. They may need to get a nickel corner that they can trust. They may need to get an off-ball linebacker that they can trust with that fourth-round pick. I don't think you, they can afford to give anything else up. They only have six picks this coming year. Now, it could be something along the lines of, okay, it's Brian Burns and a fourth. You get that first, Jamison Williams, and a fifth. So, at least you're not losing a pick. It's falling down the draft board, but you, you would be trusting yourself a lot to to mm-hmm. knock some home runs in the late rounds. You have to if you wanted to. If you want to talk about a swap for like twenty twenty five, you know, have that conversation a fourth for a fifth in in twenty twenty five, just to to grease the wheels to get it done. Mm-hmm. Fine, but I want it to essentially be Brian Burns for twenty nine and Jameson Williams. And if the Lions say no, which is their right, I don't think they need Jamison Williams. They have Amon St. Brown. He's pretty good. They have Sam Laporta catching passes. He's pretty good. They have Jameer Gibbs out of the backfield. He's pretty good. They have Josh Reynolds, who, when I said he was their fourth uh, option in the playoffs, when they kept throwing it to him with the game on the line, uh, all Lions fans told me I, I was ridiculous, and he's actually their second option. So great. Keep him. Uh, you don't need Jamison Williams if all that works. You don't need Jamison Williams if all that works. You might as well turn him into half of, of Brian Burns and then have him and Aiden Hutchinson be great. Meanwhile, Bryce Young will have a guy he can grow old with here in Carolina, still on a rookie deal. Win-win, right? Win-win. Every deal should be a win-win. I'd do that. Would you? You can let us know on Twitter, at Donnelly Sports, or you can let us know on our YouTube, uh, at 99.9thefan. You can comment on a video. We check those pretty often. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.